Welcome! You are listening to the Every Day is a New Day show. I am your host, Kim O'Neill, and this is the show that reminds you we live in a world of infinite possibilities. You are more amazing than you know. You are never alone, and the one with the power has always been you. I speak with awesome guests who have inspiring stories and tools to support you on your journey forward. Every day is always a new day, and your day's looking pretty bright. All right. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Every Day is a New Day, and I am your host, Kim O'Neill. I just love these shows, connecting with amazing guests. I have another amazing guest today. If you were just over on my Facebook page, the Kim O'Neill Coaching and Every Day is a New Day page, you may have just seen him. I'm speaking with another one of my Amazon best-selling co-authors. I got to say that, right? I just, I got to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, one of one of my amazing co-authors whose name is Jeremy Witcher. And um, we're, I'm going to bring him on in just a few moments. But if you would like to find out more about this book that I keep talking about and keep sharing all these authors with you about, uh, you can go to positivemindedpeople.com. You can also go to Amazon and simply type in Positive Minded People book or positive-minded people, and I'll give you the full title. Uh, it does go much longer, and I'm actually getting my copy right now. So the full title is Positive-Minded People, Inspiring Stories of Overcoming Adversity for Living a More Positive Life. And today is part six in this series. And so we've got Jeremy Witcher with us today. And, you know, we were just saying on Facebook, or at least I was saying on Facebook that, um, Jerry, Jeremy's chapter, like all the chapters, but um, uh, Jeremy's chapter has so many themes within it that this show can go in so many different directions. So like always, we're going to go where the show takes us with what wants to come through. And uh, I hope that you will find benefit in it. I think that you will. I know that you will actually. And, you know, if you are, enjoy this show, please feel free to share it with others. It's going to be available to you on YouTube on, uh, of course, on Facebook and also on the Positive Minded People Facebook page as well. So you can always listen to the replay later if you're only able to stay with us for a few minutes at this moment. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and share with you a little bit about Jeremy and his bio. You know, i got to be honest, this guy is so freaking deep and amazing and hilarious. And he's got such a short bio that it's, it, it only scratches the surface. So, okay. So here's, here's a little bit about Jeremy Witcher, and then we're going to find out a lot more about him in a bit. Jeremy Witcher is an empathic seer who works to redistribute and balance his energies and balance energies. And he currently works with his husband, prophet Calvin Witcher together. They teach their spiritual communities through their school of the prophets and other curriculum and book materials. His passion is to help those in transition, be it a transition in faith, society, or culture. And Jeremy is a father of four boys. He's a writer, a group facilitator, and a spiritual mentor. And that just barely, just barely gets us going on who Jeremy is. So with that said, welcome to the show, Jeremy. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to this for, to this for a while. So glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, so let's start off with, I mean, so your, you know, your chapter in the book, you are chapter seven and your chapter is titled the tiled floor. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of mystery, a little bit of intrigue. What does that mean? <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, when, when I was reading your chapter again and just seeing how rich it was with all these different themes that were coming up, I'm, I'm curious, what themes stand out for you? And I'll, you know, in a moment, would love for you to share a summary of your chapter, but what themes stand out most for you when you think of your story? Well, it, I can boil it down to two things. One is cycles and one is splitting of self. So with cycles, we're talking about, um, specifically mine was focused on disabling cycles and generational cycles. Um, that, that's one. And then two, we're talking about um, the sense of self, um, my story of splitting off from parts of myself and then um, towards the end, coming back and picking up those parts of self that I had pushed aside or um, actually killed um, during childhood. So that that's the boiled down um, version. But again, it's set in the backdrop of because, you know, coming into this reality, I didn't do anything small. So we have a little bit of drama going on, you know, to um, to get us to where we need to. So, you know, that's basically basically a summary. I love what you just said about um, coming into this reality. I hope I'm paraphrasing correctly. You said something about coming into this reality. You yes. didn't come to play small. Well, my, it, we've always ma made jokes in our family, which is like, can't we do anything normally? But I look back <laughs> that, at that is, and say, well, number one, let me back up. I believe, and I haven't always believed this, but I believe that I have chosen to come into this existence. So that is a current um, understanding that I have grown to develop. Okay, so that is where I'm going to be coming from. Um, I, I didn't always believe that. I, and I know there are maybe listeners who aren't there yet. Um, but so just so you understand, I believe I chose to come here. So that being said, I chose the family, the culture, everything that, uh, yeah, I've chose everything in order to get what I needed to, or more specifically, to do the things I needed to in this realm. So that being said, um, yeah, a little bit of drama never hurt anybody. And I specifically um, chose a very dramatic, um, yeah, platform in which to do it. Not so much anymore, but I do appreciate the drama that we sometimes put ourselves through in order to get to the places we need to be. So that's what I mean by that. So. I, I love that. And, you know, one thing, Jeremy, what I've noticed is that people who... <clears throat> who, because I, I share the same belief as you, so I'm just going to add a little bit of my perspective on it. People who come here to not play small tend to have stories that seem bigger, stories that seem more unique than other people's stories. And I definitely get that from your story. And you know what, Jeremy, real quick, um, I, I'm, it seems like your volume might not be as loud. Is there any way you might be able to just increase the volume maybe a little bit? How is this? Testing one, two, three? I think it might... I think it might be. We'll we'll wait okay. to see if if we get that some feedback. Be closer to the mic. How about that? Oh, I think I think that does help. 
Not okay. yet. No, not yet. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but you know what? And that's okay. That's okay. So for all of our live listeners, what will happen is we will actually, um, we have amazing engineers over at BBS and they are actually going to be able to adjust that. So for those listening to the replay you should be able to hear it just fine. And and Jeremy, you're doing fantastic. We're just, you're, <laughs> you're doing fantastic. I turned the gain up a little bit. hope that helps. Nate, you know what? We'll, um, I think. Going and see what happens. I think so. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and so anyway, just wanted to throw that out there because we got some good stuff's coming up. So, um, okay. I love that you already, I love that you already talked about that, Jeremy. That's, um, so do you mind if I share some of the themes that come out for me? Oh, please do. And then ask me any questions that you um, feel relevant. So, okay. Well, so the themes that popped out for me were religion, family, abandonment, identity, duality, and the healing generational pattern. So you already talked about um, some of those. Uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure we could actually extract even more themes. But I just wanted to throw that out there because uh, you know we may only touch on a few of them in this. Right, in this right. Hour. And, and for those of you who want to know more, go ahead and get the book. Right. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. So Jeremy. So this I think would be an excellent time. Would you go ahead and and summarize your chapter and just give us a little bit more and that we can talk about. Sure. Well, my story for the book starts when I was younger and I figured out that um, I could speak to spirits. So that was one thing that um, I figured out soon in my existence was not a normal phenomena for other people. I thought it was, but then I quickly learned, oh, other people can't hear and um, communicate with spirits like I do. Now, when I say communicate, I didn't I wasn't sitting down having a conversation. These were, it's like birds in the air. It's like everything around me. I, I could hear them. I could sense them. I could feel them. And I thought this was just part of, of a natural existence. Um, not everyone experiences that. I found out quickly. Number two, I realized that I was gay. And this was a problem. And number one was a problem because of the culture or the, the stage of which I chose to come into this existence. And that was that I um, grew up in a Christian home. I grew up with a pastor as a father, with missionaries uh, as grandparents, and I, I would describe it as a, um, a religious royalty. So that's how, what my experience felt like. I traveled all over the world with these individuals and, um, and, and loved it. I, I want to make that clear. Like I got so much out of my upbringing. However, there did come a point to where I had to, um, the, these two areas specifically interacting with spirit, which I was like some Christian um, sects would, would embrace more of the spirit realm, but mine specifically did not. So um, interacting with spirits was not on the table and neither was being gay. So I had to choose at that particular junction in my knowing what I was going to do. And my story in this particular book, in this chapter, is about the fact that I didn't choose those two things, and I chose to go along with the pack, with the tribe, with the religious uh, platform that I had chosen to come into. And it really was a test of how long I could do that. I did it to such an extent, you know, I mean, there's one sense that I'll say it was too long, it was bad, 
um, you know, it, there's that other perspective, which is you did what you need to do to get to where you are. So um, that is really the, the, the story. And then how I, when I got to the point to say, hey, this is not working for any, for me anymore. And that's where the disabling cycles, that you start seeing patterns that are going over and over. And I started watching myself and I'm like, wait a minute, I am repeating, instead of evolving as I chose to come into, I'm starting to repeat patterns that have already existed for a long time. They no longer serve me. So now I need to break these for myself and find a different patterning, a different way of thinking and move on to the next chapter in my life. So that, that's a short version of, you know, what my chapter is about. Beautiful summary. Thank you for that. So <clears throat> may I share a quote from your book? Absolutely. From your, from your chapter, but it is your book. It's your book too. You know, all, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this goes back to the religion and Christianity. You said being a Christian was expected to be anything less was a choice to be bad. In the beginning, this choice was simple. Be good and follow the rules or be bad by doing something different. I wanted to be good. Yes, absolutely. What's interesting is that we, we're using the term and label Christian right now, but really that idea of good and bad can be placed into any kind yes. of society, any kind of tribe. Yes, right? yes. Um, and, and so it, it, I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to go on a, a tirade of Christianity versus something else. The truth of the matter is, if it is your tribe, if it is your system, if it is your belief, there are innately good and bads locked into that way of being. And I'll call it a pattern. I'll call it a cycle. I'll call it a theology. You call it whatever you want to. Um, and... And why it's so important for me to say that I chose to come into this existence, because before I would look at this is happening to me, where now I am asking, why did I choose this? And when I could start understanding the truth of why I would choose this, I got out of all of those rules, all of those rights and wrongs, <clears throat> excuse me, a, 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 another truth. I could look back and say, oh, yeah, of course. There's all of these good things. There's all of these wonderful, wonderful aspects that I could learn, that I wanted to learn, that I needed to learn in order to do the work that I am doing now. So good and bad, absolutely there was good and bad. I needed to choose whether I was going to continue with that system or whether I was going to depart from that system. For a while, I chose to go with that system. And the story in there and the thing that, you know, I say, ooh, I, is really, I stayed too long. Mm. I, I don't, you know, again, looking back, it is what it is. But stayed too long, not living your I truth. I stayed too long in a system that wasn't serving. That's, that's really the only, it wasn't that the system was bad okay. for me at the time. It was that when it was time to evolve past the system or to graduate, I stayed. It's like, it's like. Oh, for too long. Dude, it's cute, but not when you're 30. <laughs> Graduate already. You're, you're done with high school. So oh. it was that kind of perspective uh, or understanding. And, and when you do that to yourself, 
that is where the tear and the split that I talk about in my chapter happens because you're already past it. Yourself has already grown past this and yet you're somehow pulling on. It, it becomes a very deformed way of being. And I did that too long. Again, a person of it, a person of drama, a person of extremes, a person of pushing the limits. I can see myself in it now. It's like, of course you would. You'd see how long you could stay in that system before it completely, you know, shattered you or ripped you apart. Um, so, you know, I have a good laugh at it in certain contexts, but in the time it was very painful, you know, when you put yourself through those things um, and especially when you think you can't get out and that's where my heart goes for other people. It's like, you can see from a mature state in an experience that you had the power, but you also understand in that moment, you felt like you didn't have the power. So. Oh, thank you so much for making that distinction that this isn't necessarily about Christianity. It's right. It's about, yeah, thank you. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so in terms of generational cycles and, you know, repatterning, first let me ask you, how, how has your story altered the way that you parent your children? Well, yeah, that's a very interesting question because um, at the beginning I felt lost because I, I started my parenting journey before I went into the knowing of what I wanted to create. And, and my husband and I talk about this in, in our group. Um, he always says, and I totally agree, that uh, um, the spirituality is dangerous or transitioning into a different a system is dangerous because there's that no man's land. There's that unknowing. You, you're, you're losing something, but you don't know quite what you're gaining onto. So at the beginning of parenting, I did feel a loss. I wanted to go back to the things that I was coming out of, but I knew I was coming out of and, and I didn't know where I was going to. But as I kept going, I started to find my foothold in something more, something solid. And I will I'm excited today to say the parenting that I do right now comes from the place that I am right now. And I'm very comfortable and confident with that. And that, that's, that's a big deal for me to say. So yeah, congratulations to me. I guess that sounds a little bit. <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> no, Jeremy. <laughs> but you know, listen, to be, to be happy to, to be happy with where you are is a big deal, especially when yeah. you're from a place of, questioning and insecurity, which I did, um, to become, come to feel like you're coming into your own is amazing. It's really nice. So. Well, that, that right there is a gift that you give your children and repatterning is being in your own and right. having that vision for where, you know, where you see yourself, your family headed as opposed to before that's a gift. Right. And I do have the understanding with my children, and, and this is my preparation for the future, um, that they are free to make their own decisions. We all are free to make their own decisions, but the tribe that they are a part of, and it is a patterning, and it is a tribe, and it is a community, much like anybody, anybody else's community. But my hope is that this community allows them to transition, because that's the work that my husband and I do, is that listen, we want to build a platform for which when you're ready to transition to a new understanding or a new truth, 
you have that ability without losing other things that are that go along sometimes with your spiritual development i.e your culture your identity things that get attached and built into a a spiritual growth pattern and Mm -hmm. for us we've realized this is not necessary uh it's not necessary to lose all of the identity to lose all of the um community, the the friendships, all of that, just because you're ready to move on to the next level of your spiritual development. So hopefully, we'll see how it goes. But you know, hopefully they have that kind of platform um, to go to wherever they need to next time. Nice. It sounds like you help them uh, develop new skills and provide a framework that they can easily work within for their situation. And I think that's the key is the framework, working more on the framework and the, the outline of it. Mm-hmm. And to say developmentally, you need to be within these borders for your safety, because it really starts coming down to safety. So you need to work within these borders, but um, those borders could change. And what you do within inside those borders are your decisions. So that, that's what we're working with right now. That's, that's fantastic. I, I want to ask you this question and, and, um, go for it. (laughs) Okay. I know sometimes I stop myself. I start to, yeah. Okay. So what does the, so there's a lot of family stuff in your chapter. And so I'm just curious today and this, I'm sure comes right off of, uh, some of the stuff you just shared with us, but what does the ideal family look like to you? There is no ideal family. Um, an ideal family that of what it looks like to me mm-hmm. is going to be different. So I just explained what my ideal is it's going up, you know, like what you said, it, that's my ideal. So if you're asking the bigger question of, is there an ideal? Yeah, of course there are. And it's called commercials. It's called Hallmark. It's called, you know, whatever it is that we're saying it is. But the truth of the matter is that, because um, because what is family? Let's break that down I don't know, you, you weigh in on this too, but yeah. family is about safety. Family is finding a home, a fam- family is finding a safe place that you can develop. It, it, is it physically, is it spiritually, is it mentally? Whatever way you wanna slice it, that is what family is about. Family symbolizes a safe place to grow. Mm. So what is a safe place for you may or may not be a safe place for me. This is why I believe so strongly in the fact that we choose to come into. And I know that may get difficult. Um, we'll go with the broad sense. And then it, it, it does get difficult for people who are coming from, from non-safe families, right? right. But um, family in general is a place where you can find safety to develop. So what does that look like for you? Um, it depends. So there is, there's going to be a difference. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. The reason why I asked that is is because I felt there could be a a different, um, a different answer based on, you know, coming from that question. I would say for me, the ideal family is one where there is connection, one where there are uh, loose boundaries so that people can be who they are. People um, love each other and are able to accept one another as they grow into who they are and learn about that and accept that and embrace that. And, um, I, I completely agree. I think that that looks different for everybody, but to me, those are the, I think maybe some of the core components that the fundamentals, the fundamentals. Yes. 
Yeah. And if anyone's listening online and they're saying, well, I'm struggling with my, with, I don't like my family. My family isn't safe for me. My family doesn't provide that. I would, if I could help you loosen that term family Mm -hmm. to um, keep, to pull it away. If that's you, pull it away from the DNA Mm. and say, that's not your family. And this is, if you're talking about family, that is going to be the hardest thing to do because we have been programmed to say that my family is my DNA. And yep. sometimes it is. And I would say in an ideal world it is, but I don't even know if that's true. Sometimes it correlates. Go find your family. Go build your family. Keep in mind, if we can attach the, the idea of family as a safe place, Go find your safe place that you can develop. And if you are willing, let go of the uh, need to have the DNA component. The The expectation. The expectations of those. If you can release that a little bit, and I, I get it. It may take some time and it may take some grieving process. It may take a lot of things. But if you could work towards that space. Then I'll tell you the DNA family might be easier for you because you have a safe place in which to develop uh, in a safe way. So I I would say defining a family or positioning or moving to a different family mentally may really serve you. Absolutely. And um, I like that you made the distinction that our family, you know, it, it may be the people that we were, you know, that we share DNA with, but it may not. And I think that's where the whole, um, what is that, that phrase about, you know, family is who you make it or or family. No, you're right. 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 And that can strip us up a lot because we have this expectation and you've thrown that word in there. And I love that, the expectation. And one of the things we work with, um, a lot is, uh, what is your expectation and are, do you have realistic expectations of Mm. the situation, of the energies of the people involved And then if you don't, how can you adjust or how can you release those expectations of that situation? And I tell you, that goes back to what I was saying. I think you were asking on the Facebook, but, um, you know, my journey right now in balancing family is mostly about releasing expectations. That's a very powerful tool right there. Yeah. Stop trying to fit into a box and allow it to, to take a different form. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't like the box, then create your own box. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Boxes. And I don't want to throw patterning, um, and, you know, you stop me and redirect me if, if we need to go in a different direction. But I don't want to throw the patterning and the cycles under the bus per se. This, this world, this, um, this existence, the, the 3D reality we call the world, is all about patterning. And it is important for us to understand. I think it's important for us to understand if we want to use it. You don't have to understand it because it's going to have, it's like gravity. It's happening all around you. You are a part of this just by being birthed into this, this place we're calling the world, whatever term you want to put on it. Right. Um, but I think if you are asking, if you're coming to this podcast, if you are coming to these understandings, you're listening to people like us talk, you are asking, how do I better use what I have available to me. And that is where understanding patterns, understanding how to use patterns, how to break them when they are not serving you, how to create new ones. That's when that dialogue starts becoming important because you are patterned. You're patterned by everything around you. And that's good because 
all a pattern is is a way for you to, or a cycle, or a program if you're a computer person, it's a way for you to, um, to free up space for creation, right? So if I have to relearn how to brush my teeth every day, um, you know, that's, that's not where I wanna be. Um, I wanna learn how to brush my teeth. I wanna move on to something new. So most of our patterns are for safety, are for freeing up space, if you will, if you think of it like a computer, in order to do more creation. Um, and that ties back into the idea of who we are as part of the creator. And um, we have a lot of ideas and things we're trying to push forward in this existence, so. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing all of that. We are only halfway through the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a, a mini lesson and um, I, I hope all the listeners are really gaining uh, just a lot of nuggets from this. I even am. I love listening to Jeremy. So anyway, we are going to take a, about a two minute break and then we're going to come right back and I am going to ask Jeremy some questions about, you know, he talks more in the book about his spiritual experiences. And I know he has a lot of philosophies and thoughts and a lot more, um, you know, to share on that. So we're going to come back and start with that. And then of course, continue to see where that goes. So stay right there. We'll be right back. No matter how your life looks today, your possibilities are endless. You deserve all the joy, peace, and excitement in life that you desire. Life doesn't come with a manual, and that's why personal coaching is so awesome. Moving forward is easier. Creating a new reality for yourself, healing your mind and body, it's all possible. Visit KimO'NealCoaching.com today to learn more and schedule your free consultation. What books are you reading? Are you ready for a must-read? Winner of the Inspirational Book of the Year Award and international bestsellers, Dare to Dream, This Life Counts by Debbie Dashinger, as well as the acclaimed Wisdom to Success, The Surefire Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams. Buy the books from Amazon today. U.S. Book Review and Writer's Digest said these are critics' picks by Debbie Dashinger, Dare to Dream, and Wisdom to Success contain gems to live your life by. Sometimes we wish we could practically do nothing and still feel better. Guess what? You kinda can. When you schedule a Reiki or guided meditation session, you can just be and receive and allow the energy to shift. There's relief. These energy sessions can be done alone or combined with a coaching session. Find out more at KimO'NealCoaching.com and click on the Energy Work tab. Do you have a published book that never reached its bestseller potential? Are you working on a book or ebook you hope to publish soon? Do you have a book locked inside waiting to release your message to the world? Go to mybestsellerbook.com. My Bestseller Book will launch your book to a guaranteed bestseller status. Learn more at mybestsellerbook.com. Die, 
All right, we are back. You're listening to Every Day is a New Day, and I am Kim, and I am with Jeremy Witcher. We're talking about his chapter in the Positive Minded People book, which is so rich with themes. So we've just been talking about families and repatterning, healing generational cycles, things of that nature. And one of the things, if you were with us at the very beginning, I shared with you Jeremy's bio where I mentioned that Jeremy is an empathic seer and he works to redistribute and balance energies. And so I want to share with you now a quote from his chapter that uh, speaks to that in some form when he was first um, having these kinds of experiences. And so I'm going to share the quote and then Jeremy can can kind of put the pieces together for us. So, and I love this quote, it's a little long, but it's a really good one. So, no, then you're on the I'm right sure show. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And so the context is Jeremy was sweeping, he was using a broom. And so then here's the quote, my mind wandered and I heard voices chanting in a chorus to the brush, brush, brush of my broom. I chanted with them and we would get louder and louder. I don't remember what I would say, but I knew I was happy. My heart soared and I felt my whole being lift. I knew instinctively that the spirits of all the souls that had called this barn home were joining in with me and my merry work. This would go on for hours until the song in my head was so loud that it broke my own trance. I would freeze. I would look around to the extremely clean barn floor and wonder what happened. I didn't know what to do. I liked the spirit singing with me, but I feared this must be wrong. So Jeremy, I would love for you to talk to us, you know, tell us more about the wrongness. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that last bit. You're fine until that last little bit. And you're like, why, why wrong? We were going uh-huh. in a good direction. Well, that's because of that patterning. And that's because of the, um, the religious community that I was involved with. And so the things that I would, I, I, I didn't have words at that time to express in my culture, in my religion, in my faith, which by the way, I loved um, going back to that repeat of, this isn't about <clears throat> putting down any system or form, but I, I loved what I was in, but it didn't have the verbiage. It didn't have the language. It didn't have the connection to explain what I was experiencing. And, um, what I was experiencing, I now have the words for, I was experiencing spirit. I was experiencing a connection to um, entities that weren't holding a physical body in this present now. And I was tapping into that. I was participating with them. I was along with the, for the ride until I wasn't. And then I didn't have words for it. So then the words that I did have, which is it's wrong, came up. And I said, oh, well, okay. And I went with that. And there, there you have the problem because the system that I was in uh, stopped speaking the experience that I was having. And I'll say that's when you know the mm-hmm. system needs to expand for you. But I didn't know that then. So what did, what did I do? I said, oh, well, let me go with the system I know. And why did I do that? Again, it goes down to safety. It goes right. down to safety. Right. So I chose what was safest at the point. Yeah. In your chapter, you talk about, um, you know, it was like this or that, black or white, you know, yes mm. or no. There was that 
that duality, that splitting of you. Do I go this way or this way, Mm -hmm. this way or that way, as opposed to what if I can have them both? Or what if I can, the thing that seems wrong, what if that can actually be okay or right? And you, you talk about at some point you decided to say, that's it. I'm, I, I'm going to choose my truth. Right. Right. And and you shed. Yeah, go ahead. Now, what's interesting is I was on another podcast and I was was hilarious because today, you know, going into this, this uh, broadcast, um, I I saw a quote that I had said a few months ago, which was, if you are coming to the point where you feel that split, don't do anything um, until you can go moving forward in a whole way. I'm going to put a context to that because if you are talking about coming into this reality um, with all the pieces that you came, I have to backtrack. My, my mm-hmm. view of coming into this reality is you are part of consciousness, you are part of God, whatever you want to call God, and there is an infinite amount of you coming into this 3D reality, coming into this world by definition and, and for the purpose um, you're coming in, let me explain, you're coming into the purpose for the purpose of having a unique angle, having a, new, a unique slice, having a, 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 a part of the deity expanded and explored. You are scientists, you are explorers, you are creators. You're going in and tapping into the edge of the unknown. That is the purpose why you came in. Now, what that unknown is, is only for you to know. But by, by coming into this existence, you have had to shed a lot of your godhood. You have had to, to shed, and I say godhood, de- womanhood. You have had to sh- shed the divine in, in so much in order to get down to this nitty-gritty, infinite exploration of some subject that no one has quite finished yet. Could another way to say that be to shed the labels? Um, it's, it's not quite the same as shedding the labels. You're actually shedding parts of your, I think of it as a scientist. Now Mm -hmm. I I get what you're going with the labels because I think labels tie, um, hamper us from, uh, sometimes and that labels actually go into the cycles. So labels can actually, um, hinder us from going further into what we need to because they, they're an unnecessary or a self-induced, limit uh, pattern pattern block so that goes into patterning which sometimes you need to break that in order to pass to evolve past um a certain cycle right but again cycles are here to keep us safe um while we need to use them um but the what i'm talking about is think of it like a science lab and you are you are a scientist kim and i am a scientist and we've gone in and we're we're studying how cancer is um you know how the, the cure of cancer and we're both on the same team but you're doing experiments a little, we may even be doing the same experiments, but there's a different idea or understanding or watchfulness over it. And we're going to go in so deep into this that basically you and I are the only ones who get it. You know, we're the only ones who get what this experience is like. And if you go out and you talk to a mechanic or a baker or an artist or anybody else, the worlds are so far different. That's not bad. And so this whole reality that we're in right now, my understanding of it is it is to single out something at such a a minute point in order to 
expand consciousness. Nice. Now, by doing that, we are shedding so many other realities of ourselves that um, this is where the trick comes in. Why do we feel like we're splintered or where do we need to, you know, how, how, how do we get back to more of ourselves and how do we go forward? Well, um, we, we need to come in at, with a specificity and uh, a uniqueness uh, to do the work that we're doing. But in order to do that, we are losing ourselves. Therefore, we need to go back to self in order to get a bigger perspective, in order to carry on the work that we're doing. So this kind of this back and forth, which is why we go to meditation, which is why we do another practices, because what are we doing? We're trying to seek a bigger knowing of ourselves, God, um, whatever you want to call it, um, because it's almost like a suicide mission. The, the farther you go out in this tiny, tiny splintering off of oneself, the more dangerous it is because you can't sustain that for very long. Is any of that making sense? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of big concepts in there, but it, 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 the way that I would look at it is um, the process of undoing what we uh, gained or learned in this lifetime, wherever yeah. it came from, that process that um, we're going into the unknown. And so that's where it could be the suicide of, you know, right. what we have, you know, been living with and believing all the way up until that moment when we decide, no, right. I'm going to, I'm going to open myself up and explore other options for myself and who I am and what do I want? And, you know, what is my purpose? Right. Right. That's how I interpret that. Oh, that, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what's happening. And so and it's not an either or. And I, I, again, going back to the idea of, well, when is it, quote, bad to splinter yourself? When is it, quote, you know, um, you, you need to go as far as you need to go. When you start feeling the death process happening to you, when you mm. start feeling, and I, I explain this in the, in the chapter, the rip, the tear, you're, you've gone too far. You need to go then back to source. You need to go back to a bigger fullness of yourself. And this is where, you know, other modalities of, go ahead. Yes. So, so someone who's going through this process and, and mm -hmm. can identify with that death, right? I mean, it doesn't sound like right. a pleasant thing, but we also know that every death is really just the beginning of something new, something next. Right. It's a right. rebirth. Right. Right. Another cycle, right? Exactly. It's another cycle. So someone who's going through that right now, who maybe they've gotten to that point where they feel where they've gone too far and it feels, you know, so excruciatingly painful to be sloughing off the old self. Yeah. What is something that you would recommend to help get them a little back and, uh, you know, ease that process for them. And right. So this is where you go back to picking up parts of yourself that you had to slough off in order for safety or in order to dive into some specific detail in, 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 a, in a singular way. You're going to back up to the place where you felt le more whole. Um, so for so me... So for me in the chapter, it was backing up to, oh, I'm also gay. Oh, backing up to, oh, I also talked to spirits. Oh, I, I did do that once. Could I do that again? So you back up to the point where there was a little bit more of you than you are participating in right now. Why? So that you can start the reju rejuvenation process. You can start the healing process. And you do that until you find another desire. Now I'm on a different path. Right. Now, I, now I have a different idea and a different 
um, wanting to go in more specific. But I've been able to do that now because I have backed it up to gain more of myself, or I'll say enough of myself in order to move forward. Because the truth of the matter is, if all of Kim and if all of Jeremy, like the whole deity from where we came from, came pulling through into this reality, we would obliterate each other. We are so powerful. We come from such immense strength um, that it would be too much for this reality. So all you're doing is trying to back up until you have enough power to move again forward. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I'm going to, again, give another, um, my perception of that for those who might hear yes, it a little differently is going back to those times in your life where you actually felt happy with yourself. You actually experienced yes. joy. And yes. when you can start to look at, oh, I think I judged that part of myself or, you know, whatever it is, whether it be a label or something you enjoyed. And when we judge it and make it be wrong, um, that's where that pain and that splitting off, I know for me, has come in. So for me, it would be backing up to times in my life where, uh, you know, I may have said, oh, it's wrong to not have uh you know, a certain type of job that people in my life right. want, might want me to right. have, right? Let's see, what would actually make me happy? Oh, yeah, that's right. I actually want to do this other stuff that maybe other people don't agree with, but that's just it. It's not about them. And the way that I know what's right for me, the way that I think anyone really knows what's right for them is how it feels. And the, But the, the other thing I want to throw in there is you even talked about somewhere in your I'm trying to locate it, my many, many quotes that I have from your chapter, um, you talked about, I'll just paraphrase. Oh, here we go. Uh, so going back to the Christianity, you said, so even though I thought I had chosen the Christian path out of love for that path, I had chosen it out of fear. And so being able to discern, well, let's see, I, you know, I like this thing, but why do I like it? Do I like it because I'm coming from a place of fear or from a place of love or, or, you know, this thing feels good, but why does it feel good? Does it feel good because I'm basing it off of how other people perceive things to be good. And I somehow right. think I need to align right. with that. Right. So to me that, that factors into, you know, what are we really connecting to when we connect to what feels good? And that's the simplified, you know, my version. And, and in the going back of that, it's important to find a, a, a forgiveness of the choice. I say forgiveness, but, but a really, um, whatever you want to choose, forgiveness, embracing, uh, a comfortability with why I made those choices at the beginning and to understand that most of it probably, I don't know, you tell me if, you're, if it's different for you, but mm -hmm. every person that I know who's done this or who is doing it or who will do it in the future is about safety. It's about, yes. I had to choose one way or the other. And I will say this, Sometimes we choose that in order to get more out of a situation that we feel it's not finished, it's not done. And so being able to back it up and say, I get why I made this choice. All I'm doing right now is saying I'm going to regain part of myself that I dropped off, that I let go, because I need that moving forward. So I'm going to back up to that space. But I also forgive myself, understand myself for why I left it in the beginning. Because yes. I wanted to dive in a little deeper. I wanted to see how far this thing could go. I just wanted to test the limits and congratulate yourself on that because you are actually doing the thing that you, were, you came here to do. We're here to test the limits. We're here to push consciousness forward. Give yourself that break so that you can stop worrying about why you did it, integrate with what you need, and then let's do this again. 
I mean, really, you're going to set off and then you're going to do it again. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to move forward and do it again. You know, Jeremy, I, and I, <laughs> I, I truly believe that nothing is wasted in our lives. There's something Absolutely. to be gained from everything. But what I love that, um, there's a quote that I love that speaks to some of what you were just saying too. This is from Marsha Weeder from her, her book called Dream. And the quote is, we spend the first half of our lives protecting the wounded child and the second half living as the expression of our purpose. And I love it, that. That is really good. I love that too. But, but so, Kim, but yeah, listen to that because that's what we talk, you were talking about home. You were talking about like, the reason why you would need to do that at the beginning is because there is a develop when spirit comes into this body, it goes, Oh my goodness, what the happened? Because spirit <laughs> does not have this understanding that you have. That is not pride. That is power. That is truth. You chose to do this because it was going to give back unto self, give back unto the universe, give back unto God consciousness, to the collective. It was going to give back a feedback feedback that we could not understand as a bigger unit, as a right. uh, more infinite uh, divinity. So yes. you came in through that way. And when you get here, it's a shock. It's a shock. You think you know what you're doing when you come here no matter how many times you've come here before, but you get in here and you see the children, you see the babies go, what happened? <laughs> so the first part of that is about protecting that child in order to navigate your way through this existence. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I talked over you. No, that's good. That's good. In order to do the work, it's exactly that quote. That is such a good quote. I, I think that that period of, of safety and, you know, playing it safe, playing it small, whatever you want to call it. I mean, um, although it can be incredibly uncomfortable um, to the point of such extreme pain, um, I had a different direction I was going to go. I kind of lost it. But I, I don't think that we need to experience the pain in order to get to that second phase of our life. However, the pain is incredibly useful because the, the, the more and more and more and more painful it gets, um, oh gosh, I don't wish that upon anybody, right? None, none of us, none of us at all, but, uh, the more painful it gets, it actually can contribute to an even, I think an even more impactful strength, a depth of strength that says, you know what? Hell no, <laughs> screw this this is what I finally choose because I'm tired of feeling this pain. So although it's uncomfortable, it can also just like, boom, you know, help us get there, wherever there is for us. Absolutely. And we call that, you know, just the catalyst. The, the, the ca Yes. What's really, really good that you brought that up is because that's an understanding of what we came into. This is by definition, it's like gravity. And it's really helpful if you want to work with what you have to understand where you are. This is a polarized world. It is a polarized world. So when spirit comes and says, I want to get from point, I want to pick up the journey. I come in at this particular moment and I'm going to push this idea forward. Oftentimes the, the easiest way from a higher perspective is to say, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's like a Ru Rubik's cube. It may not look like you're making any progress, but you are. So from, so from a spirit 
perspective, it's like, well, fine, you go from, if we've got to polarize, then we're going to go to this extreme and that one's like a ball bouncing around. And you see those pool players when they, they make out, they shoot the ball in an opposite direction, but then it hits this and that and the other thing and another ball and then it lands in the pocket. And you say, how did you know how to do that? Well, that, that's how I view it. So this pain that you're talking about, this polarizing, it's different from a spirit perspective. When we get it and we're going, oh, no, 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 no. No, this was a bad idea. This is not good. This is real trauma. I don't like this. Oh, it, and it's true. There's nothing to be said about that. Then it is just a really tough situation that you're going through right now. But if, if it's helpful to understand from a higher perspective that we're, you're working with the elements that you do have to, to push you to where you want to be, it might, it might not, but it might be helpful for you to understand, mm, okay, okay, I want the opposite of what I'm doing right now. I want to push, I want to jump from this platform off into the direction I really came to go. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Jeremy. So we are getting down to the last few minutes. I do have like a couple questions I still wanted to just ask you. In a nutshell, if this is possible, let me ask you, you know, one of your big themes in the, in the book was about your identity. And so mm. how do you respond to the question, who is Jeremy Witcher today? I love that. So who I am, I'm a bridge and a translator. Um, what has come up a lot is, uh, well, that's, that's who I have built myself and known myself to be. So a bridge and a translator, what does that mean? I am here to bridge from where you are or where we are to where we are going. Now, mm -hmm. some of that bridge is still being built, so don't run too far ahead of me or you might fall off and that's up to you, right? <laughs> oh, no. But it's a bridge. It's a bridge. It's also a like uh, I think of it as a tether as a rope because honestly, the fact is not everybody is meant to elevate uh, or, you know, we're all doing this in a um, in a collective way and since we are so specialized in what we're doing and we're not all on the same page um, sometimes the ascension or the expansion seems confusing or is slow going in one sense so pe persons like myself help bridge those gaps the translation part comes into um, you know like, I love what you just did. You're like, let me translate that into another way for someone else who can hear it. That, that's it. That's what's going on there. So, I love it. And, and so based on what you were just sharing, that's where, to me, the allowing comes into play. Allowing others to be on their journey, knowing that we're going to be going at different paces. And mm -hmm. it may be incredibly frustrating and angering and, you know, all sorts of emotions when we see other people that are in different places. But I've found the more we can allow people to be where they are, assuming they're not hurting anybody, um, directly, you know, within our control to be able to have an impact on, um, then the more we can do that, the more ease we can experience, which mm -hmm. helps us to still continue to do our work. So it's not about stopping this person and that person and that person and trying to do this or that about no. in making them wrong for where they are, but rather about yeah. saying yes to where we are, what we're here to do. And knowing that that is powerful, the more that we stay in a space of ease and allow that to flow. Absolutely. You said it. So uh. well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeremy, so I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on here. Um, 
we thank you i've enjoyed being here it's been a pleasure it ah, was... i i just love this like always i like have 52 zillion questions didn't even get to and and that's gonna have to be fine for now but for those that would like to you know find out more about you and more you know the work that you're doing maybe connect with you um and the work that you and calvin are doing what's the best way for them to get in, in touch with you so you can get in touch with us um, through calvinwitcher.com. That Calvin is my husband. And so we work together. Um, we are in the middle, at the time of this recording, we are in the middle of a relaunch, a reboot. So um, get connected with us through our newsletter. We'll be sending out information about what we're doing in the future. And part of what we're doing is to help people who find themselves in a transition, find themselves in the space of going from here to there so that there can be a safe tether, a safe space, um, so hopefully they can do it in a, a, a better way than maybe some of us did it um, without the help. So absolutely wonderful. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you to all those who have who uh, tuned in and listened today. Again, you can find the replay of this show on YouTube on KimO'NeillCoaching.com on my Facebook page of the same name, and. This wraps up episode, or what, what is that? What am I calling it? Part six of the Positive Minded People book series. And again, to get that book, you can go to positivemindedpeople.com. There are just amazing reviews of the book, you know, streaming in on Amazon. Uh, I think we've got one on the Facebook page as well. And I know we're all receiving um, comments from people that we know who've read the book. And so people are really enjoying it. It's incredibly, it's a, it's a huge source of support and encouragement for those who are in a space of transitioning, like Jeremy's been talking about. There is one more author interview to come, which is going to be on the Facebook page for Positive Minded People book. So you can go there and check that out. That is going to be on Sunday, December 10th at 4 p.m. with author Gianna Cicchelli. And if you are enjoying the Every Day is a New Day show, which I hope you are, you know, once I'm done with the Positive Minded People book series, I'm going to be starting up again in January with, um, you know, people from all over all other backgrounds and, you know, authors of other books. So January 10th at 7 p.m. on bbsradio.com, I'm going to have Regina Huber, and she'll be talking about transformational leadership for business women. So I hope you enjoyed this show. I'm going to leave you with a quote uh, from Jeremy today. Using patterns is a way for us to free up space for creation. And I just love that. I hope you did too. I hope you have a wonderful day. Always remember that every day is always a new day, a new day, day of choices, options we get to choose. Have a wonderful day. Until next time. Bye for now.